beast and the vaccine. Just in the last two weeks, more mandates are being made to force us into taking this supposed vaccine. The pressure is on the people losing their jobs all over the world because they are refusing to take these vaccines. Even in America, cruise ships are demanding that we will be vaccinated to board the ship. New York is testing a COVID positive to make sure that everyone complies with the vaccine mandates, which will begin at the New York Rangers games. Recently, a New York City waitress was fired for refusing to get the vaccine. While some people think we are supposed to comply with all these state mandates, I believe now is the time to take a stand because our Bibles has given us a warning about this scenario. This podcast is going to be a deep dive into the vaccines, but we need to remember that we will win and nothing can shut down our faith, even persecution. More importantly, the gospel is still being preached freely and Jesus is still changing people's lives just like he always has. So before we deal with the powers and principalities that are fighting against us, we have to decide who we are going to be. Are we going to be the people who live in fear, or are we going to be the people called to witness in times such as these? But current events are telling us that time is running out for God's creation. Now is the time for the watchman on the wall to begin to sound the alarm that there is a movement on the horizon and it isn't our troops who are moving. Unfortunately, the church is more asleep today than it ever has been in my entire lifetime. Not only does the church need to wake up, but they must stop being lukewarm. Cultural Christianity is no longer going to work because our society has completely disconnected the foundations of our faith. More importantly, they are now spreading lies that are causing people to give up their freedoms and stop going to church. Unfortunately, this falling away, especially among the church, is another sign that Jesus is coming soon. Those that choose to stand up with knowledge will not be deceived by the coming deception. They will be a lifeline to the new breed of saints that will pass through the greatest fire the world has ever seen. We have to talk about the COVID narrative and how it has blossomed into a worldwide cause that has partially manifested many of the main components leading to the mark of the beast scenario. Our governments are in the process of mandating access to our bodies. Many of us could lose our license or our ability to work, which would certainly make it difficult to buy or sell. Of course, we will still explore the three main components of the mark of the beast, including the connection to the mark of the beast, the number 666, and why the mark of the beast has something to do with our right hand and forehead and how the people will also worship the beast. But before we jump into talking about this supposed vaccine, we need to address the elephants in the room. Here are your basic scenarios that modern churches and Christianity tell you that this isn't the mark of the beast. The rapture hasn't occurred yet, so this can't be the mark of the beast. The Antichrist is the one who requires the mark of the beast, and he hasn't appeared yet. The one world government isn't here yet, so this can't be the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast has to be something that we know is the mark of the beast. In other words, there can be no deception concerning what the mark of the beast is or what it does to us. The mark of the beast must be a visible mark or a physical computer chip. This vaccine does not leave a visible mark on us, so it can't be the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is about worship, the worship of the beast. Vaccines have nothing to do with worship. The problem with all these statements is the Bible does not teach these exact scenarios, let alone a step-by-step -step process for exactly how things are going to go in the end times. Many of these ideals are based on probable scenarios, but not definitive scripture. For example, while the rapture is going to happen, the timing of the event is hotly debated. 
I would not bet my life on any of them. When it comes to my philosophy and how I navigate in these trying times, I use Luke 21 both as a template and my attitude for studying Bible prophecy. God's time clock has started ticking again. Then Jesus says, when you see these things beginning to happen, stand up, lift your head, for your redemption draws closer. Specific parts of the Mark of the Beast scenario are happening right in front of us and very few are talking about it. Yet the church refuses to alter its next sermon series because they fail to realize the signs of the time. This is why I believe it's time to start waking people up to the fact that Jesus is coming soon and there is a worldwide cause that is deceiving so many. When it comes to the Mark of the Beast, the Bible doesn't say the Antichrist institutes the Mark of the Beast. It is a worldwide cause that motivates everyone towards the Mark of the Beast. Certainly, the Antichrist does the finishing job, but a cause is what starts it all. As far as the one world government, it's getting harder to believe that there is no powerful conspiracy controlling the media, internet, and manipulating virtually every country towards its goal of global control. Chaos, or a cause, is most likely the way they will accomplish this goal. So where is the conundrum? The cause comes before the mark, and who knows what else? Since we don't know what the mark of the beast is, we don't know its true effect and how things will play out. Our preconceived ideals about what we think will happen and why people can't see the fulfillment of Bible prophecy even though it's happening right in front of them. This is why I've always said that Bible prophecy was not given to us to predict the future, but so we will know that God knows the future. You could also say that prophecy is a way for us to know the future is here. It is also helpful to remember that the main characteristics of the end time is deception. Don't you think that the enemy knows the most common or most popular scenarios being taught about Bible prophecy? Wouldn't he naturally try to avoid them so he didn't set off any alarms? This is why Bible prophecy is cryptic. God is going to give us a broader and more general warning so that we can recognize an infant variety of Satan's plans. Too many specifics and Satan would change his plan. Matthew 24, 24 For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders that would deceive even the elect if that were possible. The first lie we have to remember that Satan is the father of lies. Every other commercial is selling this lie to the American people. Taking these vaccines are not going to let us go back to normal, and this is not going to let us develop a specific immunity to COVID. At best, it will only lessen the symptoms. Unfortunately, the church has divorced itself from matters of the state until they have believed the same lie that the media is selling. This divorce has left us churchgoers alone and empty as we try to make some of the most difficult choices in our lives. The problem is, now we have to roll up our sleeves and capitulate for the lie. Now they want access to our bodies so they can change something. The CDC is now saying that vaccinated people can hang out with vaccinated people. Of course, now comes the obvious question, how are they going to know who has the vaccine and who doesn't? Maybe they need a mark. Polio, measles, mumps, and rubella. Some scientists argue that these diseases were well on decline before vaccines were introduced. However, they can also be used for great evil. Furthermore, vaccines do not fulfill the essence of a biblical warning about giving our governments access to our bodies. If you don't think that vaccines can be used for evil, watch the movie The Origin of AIDS on Amazon Prime. AIDS has killed 85 million people worldwide and all of it could be related to a vaccine. Additionally, the movie gives a lot of information about how vaccines are made and why they work. 
which is important as we move forward. Something is different about this vaccine. As it turns out, if you go to give blood, they're going to ask you several times, have you been vaccinated? If you ask the tech about that, he will tell you that people that receive the vaccine cannot give blood. This is not unprecedented, but now I wonder just how long this will be the case. If you ask why this is an issue, they just tell you that if you received a vaccine, they would not be able to use the blood or platelets for anyone currently suffering from COVID. They only wanted people that had never been vaccinated to donate blood and plasma. That should be alarming to anyone who has received this vaccine. Unfortunately, this supposed vaccine should more accurately be called gene therapy because it is the first vaccine that can also rewrite your genetic code. If the hair on the back of your neck just stood up, you're not alone. One of the key articles outlining these facts comes from an interview with Dr. David Martin. This information can also be found on the vaccine paperwork from both Moderna and Pfizer, but Dr. David Martin drops quite a few bombs about the COVID deception and their supposed vaccines. The first being that this is not a vaccine in any traditional sense. The word vaccine has only been used to sneak it through public health and exemptions and protocols. Here are just a few striking statements from that interview. COVID-19 is not a disease. It is a series of clinical symptoms. One is a virus in their definition and one is set of clinical symptoms. The illusion in February was that SARS-CoV-2 caused COVID-19. The problem with that definition is that a majority of the people who test positive are not ill at all. The illusion that the virus causes a disease fell apart. That's why they invented the term asymptomatic carrier. They've made false assumptions about SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19. Most of the people who have tested positive will never have a single symptom. Most of the people who have symptoms do not have positive tests. The official numbers that get trapped across the screens every morning on our computers, in our televisions, those numbers are willfully lying. They've been willfully lying since the inception of this. A viral infection hasn't been documented in the majority of what is called cases. The second half of the problem is what's being touted as a vaccination. It's not. The so-called vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer is not a vaccine. It is gene therapy. It's a chemotherapy agent that is a gene therapy. It is sending a strand of synthetic RNA into a human being and is invoking within the human being the creation of the S1 spike protein, which is a pathogen. It is a toxin inside of human beings. This is not only going to not keep you from getting sick, it is making your body produce the thing that makes you sick. A vaccine is supposed to trigger immunity. It's not supposed to trigger you to make a toxin. This vaccine is not going to stop you from getting the coronavirus. It is not going to stop you from getting sick. In fact, on the contrary, it will make you sick far more often than the virus itself. People are catching the virus more from the vaccine. You will get COVID-19 symptoms from getting the gene therapy passed off as a vaccine. You'll get COVID symptoms from that 80% of the time. If you were exposed to SARS-CoV-2, according to the RT-PCR, 80% of the time, you will have no symptoms at all. The vaccine is not helping us. We're being told to take a treatment for a disease that we don't have and most likely won't have. We're being told that using careful marketing manipulation and propaganda, calling these things vaccinations for public health, we've been primed to accept that approach. That's the vaccine narrative everybody expects. In Moderna's own SEC filings, they make it abundantly clear that their technology is a gene therapy technology. In their clinical trial, 
they've made it abundantly clear that they could not measure the presence or absence of the virus and they could not measure the presence or the absence of the transmission of the virus. Every single thing that they represented to be doing preys upon the public understanding of what a vaccination is. They explicitly said they're not doing that. The fact of the matter is the PRC COVID test has never been approved as a diagnostic. It is not a diagnostic. There is nothing about taking a PCR test that does anything other than reinforce a propaganda narrative. The person who came up with or developed the PCR test says that it's not going to be used to diagnose anything. People don't understand that if you lift the state emergency, the whole house of cards fall. Talking about taking the vaccine, I will not touch a thing and I will not allow my body to be invaded with the thing that has been developed in an unethical and illegal way. I'm not going to let anyone have an opportunity to manipulate my genetic code. It's not going to happen. If that means it comes to a cost of a particular employer or a particular relationship or whatever else, my life happens to be worth more than that. We've been conditioned to fall into this trap, which is we might not be able to get on a plane. So drive. Essentially, Dr. Martin is saying that this vaccine is not a drug. It is a mRNA, which is what is used to write DNA, packaged in a fat envelope and delivered in a medical device to our cells that will force our cells to become a pathogen manufacturing site. It does this by overriding our natural genetic coding and replacing it with theirs. This vaccine produces synthetic pathogens, which they claim will cause us to have an increased immunity of general nature. I'm not going to let anyone have the opportunity to manipulate my genetic code. When I say this, people have asked me, why is it a problem to change my DNA? The short answer is because God wrote our DNA himself. Our DNA is what gives us our identity. Our DNA contains the encoded information that makes us look like our father's image. If God did not write our DNA, then God would not be our father, but someone else would. The ideal that the world governments have began a genetic manipulation upon the masses should trip everyone's alarm. It is worth repeating that for as long as I can remember, I've heard of how the pandemic was the most likely explanation for the worldwide cause that made everyone give up their access to their bodies and take the mark of the beast. Now, consider, I have been thinking about this mark of the beast my whole life and exactly what it could be. The most troubling aspect being why Jesus can't save someone with the mark of the beast. The best explanation I've been able to come up with is that the mark of the beast is not just a physical marker, but a genetic marker. It may even have beast or animal DNA. They say that the mRNA just degrades. It does come frozen for stabilization, but if that is true, then how is it going to do anything? RNA is what writes DNA. The fact is, if we resequence RNA and then place it into a cell, we are hijacking that cell's machinery to make something unnatural. Unfortunately, it does still have the potential to change our DNA permanently or leave some kind of markers behind as we will see. After all the lies we've heard about COVID for the past 15 months, why exactly would we believe anything the mainstream media is saying now? This could certainly explain why they are messing with our RNA instead of going the traditional route. Furthermore, if they have the virus, then why is the PCR test so unreliable with more than 80% of the positives showing no symptoms? While virtually every site is saying that we have isolated this virus so many times, 
there is a link to the letters in the CDC and their responses concerning the existence of SARS-CoV-2, renamed SARS-CoV-19, that indicates otherwise, and it includes references. According to the Coronavirus Misinformation Tracking Center, neither U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration stipulate that the vaccines must both provide immunity and block transmission. While they are saying that the mRNA vaccines meet this definition, the problem is that the mRNA therapy does not produce specific immunity to COVID. It uses genetic material to force our body to manufacture a pathogen, which then in turn makes the person sick. Of course, this does force the person's body to muster an immune response, but nothing specific to COVID. Because there is no specific immunity to COVID, people still have to wear a mask and keep social distance. Of course, you can argue that there is some protection, but certainly not specific. So this does not meet the definition of a vaccine. They also use the FDA's website stating vaccine stimulates the body's immune system to build up a defense against infectious bacteria or virus organisms without causing the disease. The problem is they're not stimulating the immune system. They are hijacking the machinery of your cells using mRNA to force them to manufacture a spike protein. In other words, they are making your body produce a disease, which is why 80% are symptomatic after taking the mRNA vaccines. Again, their definition says that a vaccine does not make people sick, but here we have one that is making 80% of the people sick for several days. Honestly, their description of how sick they get sounds much more like what would happen if someone was to catch COVID in the first place, much less 80% of the people tested positive for COVID are asymptomatic. At this point, I know of no research definitively saying that there is no potential for these changes to become part of our permanent DNA. Obviously, they are claiming that these vaccines do not change our DNA, but they seem to be lying about most everything else. Consequently, who wouldn't have some trust issues here? At best, mRNA is in the exoplasm or exterior of the cell. We are also seeing an expansion of the term vaccine to include genetic therapy. At the very least, we are seeing the beginnings of a new experiment being carried out on the general public. Consequently, there is no way of telling what the long-term effect may be because mRNA vaccines are still in the testing phase, which is why they are approved only for emergency use. The Cytokine Storm Even though Facebook will not let you post the study as if it has been proven false by their perspective, Dr. Dolores Cahill makes a great argument showing some proven research about how mRNA vaccines are initially used on mice. There was hypersensitivity upon future exposure to SARS-CoV. When the mice were later exposed to naturally occurring COVID and beginning to mount a response, their bodies noticed that the same marker is present in each one of the cells and began attacking them. It creates a massive autoimmune response or cytokine storm which can lead to major organ failure and significantly increases one's chances for death. While the cytokine storm has been documented in some cases around the globe, it has been hotly contested. While they are saying that the human military trials of mRNA went better than they did for the mice, I don't find them convincing. The question is, if there was a caution involved in the human studies, then why risk it when most of us have no risk from dying from COVID to begin with? 
The other connection to what they have been covering is that Dr. Cahill agrees that when taking this vaccine, we will be a genetically modified human being. The reason we can say that, our bodies do not normally manufacture foreign substances. This may all be a test to see what else they can make our bodies do. However, we have been genetically altered to do things outside of what our DNA is encoded to do. The issue then becomes whether this genetic modification is permanent or whether it leaves some type of residual markers. Either way, I'm not willing to take the chance. A crime against humanity. This hypersensitivity to COVID was also something that the movie Plandemic alluded to. The ideal that the previous vaccinations created hypersensitivity to the COVID variants, which they proselyted as to why Spain and Italy were hit so hard by COVID-19. Yet the real issue here is that I'm not allowed to trust in God and in what he did when he made my body. Trusting in God and the DNA that he wrote is simply not allowed. Even though I have no personal risk of dying from COVID, I must irrationally believe that I am going to die even though the evidence says otherwise. In the way that we are being forced to both worship and capitulate with the COVID narrative, even though it is false, in a way, we are being forced to both worship and capitulate with the COVID narrative, even though it is false. But again, 55,000 doctors, the Great Barrington Declaration, are clearly saying that herd immunity is better than vaccinated immunity. In other words, these doctors are saying trust in God and trust in his immunity versus some other man-made vaccine. The horror of this harmful reality is already in play. Now we are tampering with God's creation and the temple of the Holy Spirit as if we are God. Remember, we are both told that these vaccines are safe and yet Israel, more youth are dying from the vaccines than from COVID. Challenging mortality figures. There is a mismatch between the data published by the authorities and the reality on the ground. In January 2021, there were 3,000 records of vaccine adverse events, including 2,900 for mRNA vaccines. Compared to other years, mortality is 40% higher. On February the 11th, the Ynet article presented data related to the vaccination. The authors of the NACIM article claim to have debunked this analysis based on the data published by Ynet itself. We took the data by looking at the mortality of the vaccination period, which spans five weeks. By analyzing these data, we arrived at startling figures that attribute significant mortality to the vaccine. The authors say vaccinations have caused more death than the coronavirus would have caused during the same period. Hayam Yavak and Dr. Selman declare that for them, this is the new holocaust. In the face of Israel authorities, pressure to vaccinate citizens. The authors also deplored the fact is not being able to communicate on this vital information to their citizens. Vaccine deaths and warnings. While nothing is being talked about on TV and all the debunked sites smear anyone who says something bad happened after they took the vaccine, the CDC has not come out and admitted that there are some significant problems with this vaccine. Fertility warning. 34 cases of spontaneous miscarriages and stillbirth reported after experimental mRNA vaccines. Informed consent. Because all of these complications of the vaccine in the CDC has finally been forced to put out an information consent for everyone receiving the vaccine. This means we cannot sue the companies making the vaccines. Here are some possible contradictions 
of taking the vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines designed to elicit neutralized antibodies may sensitize vaccine recipients to more severe diseases than if they were not vaccinated. Vaccines for SARS, MERS, and RSV have never been approved, and the data generated in the development and testing of these vaccines suggest a serious mechanistic concern. Conclusion The specific and significant COVID-19 risk of ADE should have been and should be prominent and independently disclosed to research subjects currently in vaccine trials, as well as those being recruited for trials and future patients of the vaccine approval to meet the medical ethics standard of patient comprehensive for informed consent. Notice that they refer to them as a trial because the vaccine has not been approved for anything beyond emergency use. So when did any of the commercials warn us of these contradictions? The Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is now on the scene and one of the first issues is noted by American bishops insist that one of the new shot vaccines isn't the preferred option for Catholics since it was developed by aborted fetal stem cells in the 1970s and 80s. Furthermore, fetal lines were also used to test the vaccine, even though J&J denies that there is still no fetal tissue in the vaccine itself. Still, Catholics urge to shun Johnson & Johnson vaccine over abortion link. The J&J vaccine is a viral vector vaccine which uses the genetic material of a modified version of a different virus, potentially adenovirus, to induce an immune response by instructing the body into making something similar to the spike protein. Not sure how it does this instructing. They are saying that the genetic material delivered by the viral vector does not integrate into a person's DNA and it cannot cause disease. However, they do admit that this gene uses a cell's machinery to produce the spike protein. Recombinant DNA. Regarding the mRNA in this supposed vaccine, of course, they are going to say that it dissipates, but clearly, this vaccine is changing the RNA, DNA in some of our cells temporarily. This type of treatment has been used in cancer treatment, but its goal is also closely associated with recombinant DNA therapy or RDNA. RDNA therapy is a corrective form of gene therapy for those who suffer some kind of genetic birth defect. For recombinant DNA therapy, they usually need multiple sessions over a long period, but that is exactly the narrative that they're trying to sell us. Bill Gates, third shot may be needed to combat Corona variants. Curiously, they are already saying that this supposed vaccine may need a third session, but they also have the German, British, African, and Australian virus strains coming soon. Each of these strains will need a vaccine. In other words, they have created a long-term narrative where they are going to need access to our bodies indefinitely. The fact that it takes a series of treatments seems to indicate that these first few vaccines are only the precursors to the next ones in the series. I'm proposing that it's the mark of the beast. However, there is one question that I cannot answer. Exactly how much can I change my DNA and still be related to Jesus? How much can I change my DNA until I'm no longer considered a human? Luciferian technology. While we have been focusing on the vaccines, there are many other options with many different potentials that may also fit into the mark of the beast equation or the promises that Satan has made. 
one of the most striking is something that has been patented called Luciferase, and it can be delivered through a micro needle patch. Bill Gates' ingredient says it all. The enzyme called Luciferase is what makes Bill Gates' implantable vaccines work. This patented enzyme is named after Lucifer because it is bioluminescent which means that it gives off light when exposed to certain kinds of light. It is a way to brand us with an invisible marker that is only visible when scanned. You should see the area treated with this patch light up once exposed to a scanning device. Otherwise, it is invisible. Remember, we have already been told that each person will eventually be branded like any product ID. This is what the agendas like the Real ID 2020 Act are all about. Everyone will eventually have a unique identifier on their body. Another product is called Hydrogel, developed by DARPA, is another under the skin nanotechnology that places microbots inside our bodies. They would have the ability to assemble, disassemble, gather personal information, and communicate through the cloud of artificial intelligence. They would be able to execute, command, and even deliver medications. It is also completely possible that they could manipulate our genes using our DNA or mRNA. What we are also not being told is that these genetic changes could be made permanent. Like other government agencies, DARPA relies heavily on partnering with corporations to develop their products needed to advance their agenda. In this case, Hydrogel is made by Profusa, who says that their goal is pioneering tissue integrated biosensors for continuous monitoring of the body's chemistries. Not only does Tao Zaks, chief medical officer of Moderna, say that this vaccine offers or re-encodes our RNA, but he affirms that it also alters our DNA permanently by hacking the software alive. Here's what it means when he says that. When changing a line of code or introducing a line of code referred to as DNA, the code or DNA is then altered meaning the individual or subject has now had their genome changed to what scientists have coded. The individual or subject is no longer a creation of God, but a creation of man, meaning the individual or subject could be the object of a patent. What did he just say? The vaccine does alter our DNA. Our old DNA was obviously written by God, but our new DNA is now written by men. Because we have been altered by man, like any other invention, we could be subject to patents, which is the title of ownership. This ideal of patent is something that companies like Monsanto have already proven to use legally to control the farming industry. Because they own the patent on their genetically modified seeds, everyone must pay them even if their seed happens to blow onto their land. Not only does Tao Zaks agree with the premise that God wrote our DNA, but he also maintains that after we take the vaccine, we are a new creation of man and not of God. He also believes arguments can be made to patent us, which is the ideal of legal title or ownership. The secular courts can make these arrangements about who is the true creator and who has the ownership of us. Then don't you think that Satan could also come up with the same thing? For myself, Scarier words have not been spoken in quite some time. The world's most dangerous agenda. By now, some of you are starting to think that I have either lost my mind or that I'm grasping for straws. However, I'm not alone in my concerns over genetic changes 
that are being made to the human race. The best way to illustrate this concern would be to ask the question that was first asked back in 2004. What is the world's most dangerous ideal? According to Francis Fukuyama, the Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist and non-Christian is changing our DNA. Why? Changing our DNA would irreparably change who we are. Even more unfortunate, changing our DNA of a few people would change the DNA of the entire human race within four to five generations. But understanding just how important our DNA is to maintaining our humanity is difficult to fathom. Consequently, all of our freedoms that have been lost since 2020, rights to our bodies could be the greatest one of them all. The problem is that with any freedom that we give to the government, they will never give it back. So tread carefully on the hollowed ground that we now find ourselves on. An issue of trust. But before we part, we have to ask ourselves a question. Who do we trust for our health, wealth, and well-being? The problem is that there has been so many lies propagated by our society since the advent of 2020 that it's difficult to even count them all. Why would we now believe this final narrative or this vaccine of salvation, especially when this vaccine would more appropriately be called genetic therapy? Yet some churches are doing vaccination drives or even letting the state come to their church to administer vaccines for everyone there. If all lies are of Satan and the true church is to survive, we must remember that our society has become completely untethered from our Christian heritage. Evil is taking control. Not only is tribulation and the beast government coming, but now we are fast approaching the point where the only thing that we can trust is the Lord and his word. Trust only in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5. If God is the God of our lives, then we can trust what the Bible says over the COVID drama that has swallowed the entire nation. Now is the time to stand up and say that we will never give access to our bodies to the government. God wrote our genetic material and we will not let anyone change it. Our body is his temple and his spirit will protect us naturally from this supposed disease. You don't have to be a Christian to doubt the COVID narrative. Again, 55,000 doctors feel that we will all obtain natural herd immunity just fine. So now's the time to let the light shine on the different narrative to all that will hear. One that puts God on the throne so that we will no longer be tossed to and fro and carried by every wind and doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness whereby they lie.